0: If you've been with us over the last few weeks, you know that uh, we're working our way through the book of Hebrews. Fantastic uh, ver- uh, fantastic book, uh, a lot of great uh, challenges for us as a church, and um, we hope that you'll take time to, uh, to read through the book of Hebrews if you haven't already. Uh, there's a lot of good stuff in there. And in fact, uh, we're... ...not rushing through the book. In fact, we're taking quite a few weeks to just work our way through, uh, passage by passage, uh, this great book. Because there's so many challenges for us as individuals and as God's church. And so I hope that um, you'll go ahead and read through the first few chapters anyway. And we're now in in chapter 3, beginning in verse 15 for this week, leading into chapter 4. Some great challenges for us as a church. We're now at the fifth part of this series on the book of Hebrews... And so I encourage you to kind of read through all of the book uh, so you can kind of follow along with where we're at. Now, we talked a lot about the majesty and the power of God and how because of love and mercy, God sent Jesus Christ, who was fully man, but yet fully God, had all His power and authority, God in the flesh, who was willing to die on the cross to pay the price once and for all for our sin. And wow, isn't it great to be able to celebrate that here this morning. We've been challenged last week to encourage one another, encourage one another toward faithfulness to God, who is forever faithful. To encourage one another all of us because the Bible's pretty clear that God is faithful. In fact, it's eternally clear that, that God is faithful, forever faithful, but it's also equally clear that that we're not that we stumble and fall along the way. Even those who have the best of intentions to to love God and to follow Him fall short at times. And we need to recognize that and lead each other toward Christ. Lead each other. Encourage each other in peace and in love to follow God who is forever faithful. Now today, we're going to talk about rest. Now, Rest is one of those interesting subjects because I know that some of you have probably been praying for a long time on a sermon on rest, and you're ready just to kind of kick back and cover over your eyes and and have some rest. Some of you have actually worked really hard to fight against sleep just to get here this morning, just to be teased by your pastor and talking about rest. And um, so we may have to, halfway through the sermon, get everyone to stand up and do star jumps or something to kind of wake back up. but what we're talking about today, and I hope you get this from, uh, from the Word of God, from the Scriptures, what we're talking about is actually much more God has offered us than just a bit of extra sleep, although we could all use that, I think. We could all use a bit of extra sleep, a bit of extra rest that way. But I hope that you don't sleep through the message this morning because we're going to see that what God wants to give us, and what, in fact, what God offers to all believers in Him is not, uh, not just this morning, but every day. Is far more refreshing than just sleep. It's perfect rest. Look with me in Hebrews chapter 3, beginning of verse 15. Hebrews chapter 3, sorry, beginning of verse 15. As it has been said, today if you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts as you did in the rebellion. Who were they who heard and rebelled? Were they not all those that Moses led out of Egypt? And with whom was he angry for 40 years? Was it not those who sinned, whose bodies perished in the wilderness? And to whom did God swear that they would never never enter his rest if not those who disobeyed? So we see that they were not able to enter because of their unbelief. Therefore, since the promise of entering his rest still stands, let us be careful that none of you be found to be fallen short of it. For we also, have heard, we also have had the good news proclaimed to us, just as they did. But the message that they heard was of no value to them, because they did not share the faith of those who believed. And we who have believed enter that rest, just as God had said. So I declared an oath sorry, I declared on oath in my anger, they will never enter my rest. And yet his works have been finished since the creation of the world. For someone, for somewhere, sorry, for somewhere, verse 4, for somewhere he has spoken about the seventh day in these words, on the seventh day God rested from all his works. And again in the passage above he says, they shall never enter my rest. Therefore, since it still remains for some to enter that rest, And since those who formerly had the good news proclaimed to them did not go in because of their disobedience, God again set a certain day, calling it today. This he did when a long time later he spoke through David, as in the passage already quoted, today if you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts. For if Joshua had given them rest, God would not have spoken later about another day. There remains then a Sabbath rest for the people of God, for anyone who enters God's rest also rest from their works, just as God did from his. Let us therefore make every effort to enter that rest, so that no one will perish by following their example of disobedience. Let's just pray. Dear Heavenly God, I thank you, and I praise you for the precious gift of your word. I pray, Lord, you lead us through it now. Teach us your ways, and may your Holy Spirit guide us and challenge us as your people. In Jesus' precious name. Amen. Now, we, um, we have a, another great passage, but a, a challenging passage where I don't know if, if you're one of those people who has to reread things. Sometimes I read things and I go, What? And I have to reread them. And then because I'm a little bit slow, sometimes I reread it and I go, What? And I have to reread it again and kind of go back over it. So I've, I've read and reread uh, the passage many times over the week and have, uh, have looked at this great challenge from, uh, from, from the book of Hebrews in chapter 3 and into chapter 4 this week because there's a lot of good stuff that I just go, hold on, what's it saying here and how is that related to the others? And so we're just going to take this uh, a few verses at a time and work our way through this because there's some great stuff on here about the peace and the rest that God can give us. So it begins actually in chapter 3, verse 15 to 19 by giving a little bit of a recap of some of what we talked about last week when we talked about the people of Israel. And it says, who are those who didn't enter into God's rest? They didn't enter into the promised land that was provided for them by God. Uh, they, they didn't enter into the peace of God that He was wanting for them because they were unfaithful to Him. This is the people of God, the, the Israelites, that God is leading through Moses out of Egypt. They've been in captivity for 400 years and God led them victoriously and, and amazingly out of the the power of the Pharaoh and out of Pharaoh's hand into the uh, desert in Egypt, leading them across to Canaan, to the promised land. But they refused to to be faithful to him. They refused to follow him. They they went and complained about his ways over their ways. And God caused them to wander around in the desert for 40 years. And in fact, that entire generation of people who first came out of Egypt died in the wilderness and weren't able to enter into that uh, promised land. And so it begins in verse four, chapter 4, verse 1, by saying, Therefore, let us make sure that none of us make that same mistake and none of us live as unfaithful people to God, but we keep each other in check. We be intentional about faithfulness. Now, verses 2 and 3 kind of lead into uh, the newer thing and says, We who have faith in God enter His rest. Now, it's not just talking about those who believe that God exists. Because a lot of people believe that there is a God out there. Some believe there is some sort of celestial being out there that made all things. This is moving beyond just a belief that God exists to a faith in God, allowing Him to have control of your life. Those who have faith in God in that way, those who have surrendered to God completely, have His rest. Those who put their trust in God alone, He directs their life, and they will find rest in Him. Many of you... Could quote the beautiful and and short verse in Psalm 46 10. Simply says, What? Be still and know that I'm God. Now that's the sort of rest that God gives. Now, be still and know that I'm God. We can actually trust in His ways and just be still and rest in Him. Philippians 4 6 and 7, Paul talks to the church and says, Look, Don't be anxious about anything. Don't worry about anything. Be anxious about nothing, he says, but in all things, through prayer and petition with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God, and the peace of God, which transcends all our understanding, will keep your heart and mind in Christ Jesus. God can give a peace even in the midst of the storm. A peace that we can't even understand, much less the world, as we put our trust in Him, as we take our matters and our stresses and our worries out of our hands and we place them at the foot of the cross. There is such peace. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and don't lean on your own understanding, but in all your ways acknowledge Him. And what? He will direct your path. He will direct your path." I love it. It says, Just put your trust in Him and what will happen? He'll let you down, right? Is that what it says? No, it says, "Put your trust in Him, and He will be there." Now it's hard for us to believe sometimes because we're used to being let down. We've all had people who say, "I'll I'll, I'll meet you there," and then they don't show up for whatever reason. Now you guys are all popular, wonderful people, so I'm sure if someone says they're going to be there, they can't wait to get there to see you. But I, I've been let down by people at times. Now. I'm a I'm a punctual person. Hey, okay? I like punctuality. I like I like I like being there on time. In fact, I, I'm usually there early. So if I say I'm gonna meet you at 3 o'clock, I'll probably be there by 2.50 or 2.45. And so if you're a punctual person, there will be times in your life you'll be let down by other people. Because you might be looking at clock, it's 3 o'clock. It's 301. They're still not here. And I sometimes, and I know it sounds crazy, but sometimes I have to tell myself, Come on, it's only 3.01. It's only 3.02. Their clock probably doesn't even say 3 o'clock yet. And then, lo and behold, people come in, at whatever time they come in, and you have your time. Now, I never mentioned to someone that, you know, oh, hold on, I thought we were meeting at 3 o'clock, not 3.02. Uh, So I'm not going to be that way. But the fact is, sometimes we're let down by people. Sometimes people don't show up at all at things. But on a much more serious level, we've all been hurt by different people, haven't we? We've all had times when someone says, you can trust me and I will be faithful. I will be there for you no matter what. And then you've seen times and times and times that they've let you down. And so much so that we live in a society of people who don't want to trust anyone. They're not willing to trust anyone. They, they know better than to trust anyone because they just know that will only lead to hurt. And so we've guarded our heart in such a way and we've built almost calluses on our hearts that just stop We stop that hurt from getting through because we're just not willing to to trust anyone anymore. And God says, as as a people of God, we have someone that we can trust. We're not used to that. Because we go, we're used to to parents sometimes maybe have let you down. Kids sometimes may have let you down. Employers may have let you down. Co-workers may have let you down. God will never let you down. It blows us away. It blows me away. And I just go, God, Wow. Wow, you are forever faithful. When you say you're going to be there, you're there. When you say you're going to come through for me, you come through for me. When you say, I will be with you even in the midst of the storm, then when we turn to Him, He is there. No matter what. No matter what. In the heart of the battle, God is there. And the peace that says we can have, in fact, the peace that is available to all who trust in Him, is the peace that says no matter what, This world throws my way. I know who is in control. I can be still and know that He is God. It says in in chapter 4, verse 4 to 6, it begins by saying, somewhere it's spoken that in in the beginning God created things and on the seventh day God rested. Uh, That somewhere is in Genesis chapter 2, verse 2 and 3. It says, by the seventh day, God had finished all the work that He had been doing. So on the seventh day He rested from all His work. Then God blessed the seventh day and made it holy because on it he rested from all the work that he'd been creating and all the creating work that he'd been doing. Now, there's something that's been called the Sabbath principle, which is on the seventh day we should rest or everyone should have a period of rest and relaxation. In fact, that's how we get our normal work week is five or six days, depending on kind of your work, you work, and hopefully on the seventh day uh, or eventually you get a bit of a break. And so we set up this work week and we found a rhythm uh, in that Sabbath principle that people can work for a while but then they need a break from that uh, in order to function better, in order to have time with family, to be rejuvenated, to get back into work again. I used to to think it's funny because I grew up in a church that, that obviously always said you don't work on Sundays. And we all remember times in which there were no restaurants, there was no... No business is open on Sunday. There was no sport on Sunday. And um, now we recognize we live in a a different society to that, who doesn't recognize that importance of church. Uh, But I remember by the time I was in high school, it had changed so that restaurants were open on Sunday. And everyone would finish church, and where would they head? Straight to all the restaurants. And so they're saying, we don't want anyone to work on Sundays, but they would go to the restaurants... And they were really glad that those restaurants were open and they would eat and enjoy them, expecting others to be working. And uh, it always seemed a bit funny to me that uh, the pastor who was preaching not to work on Sundays was working on Sundays. Uh, he was working uh, all day long on Sunday and was expected to do so. So the the Sabbath principle is not necessarily just the, the letter of the law that uh, there has to be uh, the Sunday in this, although I think that's that's critical for Christians that we take that time and we honor God in that uh, I think still the restaurants should be closed the businesses should be closed we can just have time with, with family and enjoy that but much more than that this is more than just a break every few days it's more than just a weekend away or, or some time away from our work And although it's important that we do that God wants even more for us than just a weekend with the family or some time away So verse 7 to 10 says, God has created a day in which He calls today, which we talked about last week, that this term today simply means now. Don't put this off. Make this a priority. He challenges us for urgency and recognition that this is important. He says, now, don't delay. Recognize that you need this peace of God, this peace that passes all understanding, this rest of God. And it says... Here, that there was a quotation from Psalm 95 that says, Let us not harden our hearts, but put our trust in God. It says, This rest didn't come through Moses uh, because the people failed God and, and uh, didn't reach that time of rest. And then verse 8 says, If Joshua had given rest, then God wouldn't have spoken for another day. But now he's called for today and said urgency. Now, this is talking about. Uh, Joshua led the people of God by God's strength and God's power into the promised land, a place of peace and prosperity, a place of huge fruits and veggies and and bountiful blessings of God. But the rest of God, what he promises is more than any man, even the great Moses or David or Joshua, it's more than any of them can bring. It's more than just a, a physical absence of stuff and business. It's a spiritual rest. John MacArthur says in his commentary on the book of Hebrews, Some of God's most faithful believers are the busiest, the hardest working, and sometimes even the most afflicted people imaginable. And yet they are in God's salvation rest. Now, the Jewish term for Sabbath simply means to stop or to cease doing, which is important for us to do. And it's important that we get in that rhythm of we, we work and then we talk, we stop and we take a break. But there's also the the Jewish principle of, of the Hebrew term for uh, is called shalom, which is a common phrase. In fact, people often greet each other with uh, "peace be to you." Not only in in uh, in Hebrew, but in Arabic, um, Oftentimes, even in Sydney, you you meet someone who speaks Arabic, and you can say "salam alaikum," and they'll say "alaikum al salam," which means you're saying, peace to you, and he says, and to you. So it's a common gre- greeting saying, hey, we want shalom or shalom to be the, the peace of God which blesses you. But you see, it's difficult when we try to translate Hebrew into English because uh, English we like to kind of have a word for everything. But in Hebrew they often had a word which meant an entire emotion or a whole range of different uh, emotions that you can feel. So shalom means rather than just peace, it actually meant complete peace. Feeling absolutely content. Feeling complete in every single way. Whole, lacking nothing. Having well-being and in everything, absolute harmony. Now, the passage here is reflected best in the term, the, the Hebrew term, Shabbat Shalom, which is the Sabbath rest of God, where we stop doing and we simply fall into His arms. We just have complete trust in Him. We stop trying to get there on our own merit. We try to stop trying to get there by our own strength. Now we all need that, don't we? We all need that sort of rest where we can just fall into God's arms. And I know what some of you are thinking. You're going, that sounds good. But who's got time for that? Who's got time just to lay back? You know, I, pick it, I picture we, we've just got a, we've got a hammock out on our front deck. And I never get a turn in the, in the hammock. We, we just got it. And someone's always in the hammock out there just kind of relaxing. And, you know, and you're in there. You're washing dishes and you're doing whatever. And you're going, oh, where's this person? Oh, well, they're just laid out on the deck in the hammock. And some of you just think, well, wouldn't that be nice? Yeah, some of you are going to come over after church, aren't you, and just kind of lay out in the hammock on the deck. That's fine if you need that rest. But what God is saying is that he wants us to stop the busyness of life and just for a moment to know that he's in control. But actually not even just for a moment, but to actually make that a habit of our life where we just know that we're in his hands. Now, it sounds easy, but it's challenging because life is crazy busy, isn't it? It's just crazy we all have different things that that we're going to and things that we're doing the common phrase when people say can I come over here now or uh, can I come over on this date is people say look it sounds great but let me check my diary and get back to you we have to see if it fits in to our, our busy schedules people have work and sport and transporting kids around and friends and social things and medical appointments and the list goes on and on and on and you might have a change of schedule on the weekend, and this is necessary and important. But life has no weekends, really, does not it? There, there's no rest from the day-to-day sort of pressures of life. Holidays are wonderful, but often are unfulfilling because we try to use them to escape the pressures and, and the challenges of life. But when we return, we find out those same stresses are there. We find out that we're not rested. Because those pressures and expectations are are right there. And we're still relying on our strength to get through them all. And it's all just too much. God never intended us to get through our day with our strength. He never intended us to minister in His strength. We have a lot of good people in in God's church who do a lot of great work. But if they're not careful, they, they can go and go and go. And, and burn themselves out because we often we serve with our own strength, and we go. You know what? I've got very little time to give, but I can dedicate this much, which is wonderful. But what we need to be careful for, careful of in all of our life, is that we try to follow God and His strength. He never intended us to make it through our day on our own strength. Isaiah 40 verse 31, is that famous passage. It says, "Those who trust in the Lord will soar on wings like eagles." They can run and not grow weary. They can walk and not faint. Verse 11 says, let us make every effort to enter into that sort of rest so that none of us suffers from not following God. None of us take matters into our own hands so that none of us start trying to do things by our own strength, but we can simply let go and fall in His arms. Now, I I mentioned before, and we'll we'll close with this, I mentioned before, uh, last week I think it was, how I never grew up around the beach. I love going to the beach. I don't know anything about it, but I love it. And I, I, There's something amazing about when you get, get there, and you could do this in a pool or whatever. I just like going to the beach and doing this. But when you just get out in the water and you just kind of let go. You know, have you ever just kind of dropped back and just kind of fallen in the water? And maybe even just kind of let the waves lift you up and let you down and you just kind of go with the flow for a while. Now, what God wants us to do, and what, we're, what He allows us to do every single day, is to just let go. And we don't have the control over where the wave takes us. We don't have control over how we're going to get through this, but God does. Psalm fifty-five, twenty-two. I've mentioned it many times. It says, "If we cast our cares unto Him, He will sustain us. He'll never suffer the righteous to be moved." God will care for you. He will provide for you. He will lead you as you just rest in Him. I want to challenge us as God's church. No matter where you are this morning in in your life, with all the stresses and the pressures and things that you have on, and, and we know that you all have it, I hope and I pray that this morning you can stop and just know that God is great and that He's strong and that He wants so much more for you than just kind of being in the rat race. And running around and being stressed. In fact, he wants us to be anxious about nothing. To have no worries and stresses. That's the Aussie lingo, isn't it? No worries. But yet our lives are full of stresses and worries. God wants to say to us, no worries. I've got this. I will take care of you. Fall in his arms and just rest in him. Let me just pray for us. Dear Heavenly God, I thank You and I praise You for who You are. That You are strong and You are mighty. And that You have given to us this this pattern of of rest. And this need to, to go and go in and rest. But far more than that, God, You've given us Your shalom peace. A complete, absolute contentment in You. That we know although life throws stressful things our way. That we know although... Life throws hectic schedules our way that we can relax and just fall back into your arms and you will guide us. You will lead us. You will give us the strength for each day and a peace that the world can't understand. A security that the world can't understand. A calmness that the world can't understand. And even is challenging for us to fathom if we didn't know you. But God, you are a God of peace, a God of strength, a God of majesty and a God in whom we can trust. May we fall into your arms and feel the rest that you have for us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.